We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, November the 25th, 2019. On today's show, I would like to be the very first to welcome you all to Rivalry Week. I'll talk about the rivalry, my favorite stories and memories from the Carolina-Clemson game, what the rivalry means to me specifically. Also take your questions, your comments on what your thoughts are on the South Carolina-Clemson game, your best jokes from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I pose the question on social media. Going to read those off as we bring in the week with South Carolina-Clemson talking about this game all week Long. Also going to talk some Gamecocks basketball, bouncing back against Gardner-Webb, getting the 74-69 to win. I'll break down that game in its entirety. Also look, look ahead to what's next for South Carolina as they continue non-conference play. Also some news and notes to get into, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, Ag South Farm Credit, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit, not, not only do they understand it, but they specialize in land financing, and they've been doing so for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They've got a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year is what they call patronage. So they're cooperatives. So they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at six and a half percent for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They've got an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance. So give those guys a call, 844-AG-SOUTH or visit agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Guys, a lot of you guys have been asking me, again, this is something where when you have a big time life decision come up, whether you're buying a car or you're getting a mortgage or you're buying land or you're getting married or whatever it may be, you're making that big life decision. You want to make sure you have you have the right people in your corner. People are going to take care of you, look out for you. They're going to make sure you're making the best possible decision for you. That's why Ag South Farm Credit is a no-brainer. I know I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm going to want to buy some land and build a house and do those types of things. And again, when I'm making that type of decision, when it's a big-time life decision, I'm going to go to Ag South Farm Credit because I know they have my best interest in mind and they're going to take care of me throughout the entire process. Um, I've had a couple of you guys ask me, why are land loan rates higher than mortgages? Because obviously they do land mortgages. They do it all. Rates will be higher on land loans because they have higher risk than home mortgages. So variables like land quality, accessibility, location, if it has amenities or not, can make the land more or less risky to lend on. Also, the better your financial situation, obviously, the better your rate is going to be. So guys, if you have any questions, you need more information, give those guys a call. You can talk to them about land loans, home mortgages, whatever it may be. Call them at 844-AG-SOUTH. Or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com slash 
TSUS, Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619788. So again, agsouthfc.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. I'm Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Let me be the first to say, welcome to Rivalry Week. We are here, guys. We made it. South Carolina Clemson, Gamecocks, Tigers, breaking it all down all week long, talking about the ins and outs of the rivalry. It's finally here. It's a special time. It's a special week for all of us. I'm very, very excited to have you guys join along with me to tune in and very excited to talk Carolina Clemson. I'm, I'm really pumped no matter what, no matter what the records are, no matter what the predictions are. This week is so much different than every other week, especially for the fan base. Obviously, I'm very excited for you guys to be joining along with me. We're going to be breaking it all down, talking Carolina Clemson. Today, obviously, talking about the rivalry itself. I posed a question to you guys on social media, giving me your best stories, your best jokes, uh, best memories, whatever it may be. So I got a ton of those to go through. This show is really about you guys today. Uh, This show is mainly about you guys today. I was uh, just, again, curious to kind of hear those memories because I think that's one of the best parts of the rivalry is reliving the great memories that we all have, kind of telling those funny stories and again, poking fun at the other side, obviously. So I'm excited. Rivalry Week is upon us, and I appreciate you guys tuning in and taking it all in uh, with me. Before we get into everything, let's jump into some housekeeping items really quickly. If you have not done so, click the pause button right now. Whatever platform you're listening on, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it may be, go leave a five-star review. Go leave your feedback, your thoughts, your opinions, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. Um, please let me know. I'm trying to push this thing, keep it going. And the more reviews we can get, the better, obviously. So if you have not done so, go leave a five-star review. Go leave your feedback. Again, there's a great way for us to communicate as well for you guys to tell me what do you like, what are maybe some things you want to see improved, maybe some things you want to see added, taken away, whatever it may be. Go leave your thoughts, your feedback there, and go give the Spurs Up show five stars. Um, also, if you haven't done so yet, obviously click the subscribe button. If you're not subscribed, if you're listening, I don't know what you're doing. Click that subscribe button. You'll be notified every single day when that new daily podcast comes out. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to the show as well. Also, very, very excited. I talked about it last week, but I'm very excited. This week is going to be the introduction of YouTube Live. Going to be doing some Q&A sessions this week. May do something even more random as far as talking for Carolina Clemson. Again, there's going to be a ton of extra content this week. I'm already planning in the works. I'm very, again, very, very excited to just talk South Carolina Clemson really all week long. But going to be doing YouTube live Q&A. It's going to be a lot like I did on Periscope, if you guys are familiar with Twitter or familiar with what I did on Twitter doing the Periscope. It's going to make it a lot more Q&A, though. I want to get you guys in there asking questions, make it interactive. So be on the lookout for that. Just something I'm really, really excited about, but just want to make you guys aware as well. All right. Rivalry week. It's here. Carolina Clemson. I mean, it's crazy. The week is finally here. We are upon the last week of the football season in 2019, at least the regular season, if you will. Um, Gamecocks taking on the Tigers. Saturday, Williams-Brice, noon kickoff. Um, I want to start with, again, today's going to be a little bit different because obviously I'll do my full on-the-field team breakdown on Thursday's show, breaking down, you know, the actual game between South Carolina and Clemson. You guys kind of know the whole deal of how that goes. And Friday, give my prediction, stuff like that. But Obviously, you know, we're coming off a bye week, so nothing happened on the field for South Carolina football. But want to talk about just this rivalry all week long. Um, and I wanted to make today really more so about 
just reliving some favorite memories, stories, kind of what the rivalry means to me, why it's so important, and then obviously get the feedback from you guys. So instead of doing listener questions at the end of the show like we normally do, going to read off some of you guys' memories, your jokes, your you know whatever, your, your thoughts on South Carolina Clemson. But, you know, I, I want to start with me just, you know, it's crazy. My first you – know, see, here's what's wild. I – didn't, you know, so I'm 28, for those that don't know, but I, I didn't really understand South Carolina football, the passion behind it, until I was, say, 12 years old. Uh, or I was probably 13 years old. I was probably 13 years old um, or just, just late 12. 2002 was really when my fandom went to the next level from understanding what South Carolina football, you know, what it meant. You know what I mean? Like the passion behind it, the pageantry, just being a diehard, diehard fan. Um, so 2000 into 2002, beginning of 2003 is really when I became, you know, the South Carolina fan that I am now, I can say, and I can thank my grandfather for that for obviously getting me into it. But my hate for Clemson started, <laughs> started immediately. I mean, it started very early. My first South Carolina Clemson game that I remember vividly, like really, really remember it was that 2003 Carolina Clemson game, 63 to 17. That was my first Rivalry game. So how are you not going to hate your rival when that type of game happens? I'll never forget I was in middle school, and I made a bet with my teacher who was a Clemson fan or is a Clemson fan, I'd assume still to this day. But I made a bet with her basically saying that, you know, if South Carolina won, she had to wear a South Carolina jersey or T-shirt or whatever. And if I lost, if I lost, there was going to be some punishment, some form of punishment. She didn't say what. So obviously South Carolina gets their butts kicked, 63-17. I show up to school on Monday. She has basically made a paper necklace out of orange and purple paper, construction paper. And then at the bottom of the necklace, so it almost looked like a chain, and then at the bottom of the necklace was a picture of the scoreboard. And I had to wear that the entire class. So you could say my hate for Clemson, again, was very well – it happened very quickly. It did not take a lot for me to understand why we hated Clemson so much and for me to hate Clemson on a very – personal deep level when something like that happens to you but that was my that was my first Carolina Clemson game again where I like I remember bits and pieces of the 2002 Carolina Clemson game that was in Clemson but still didn't really really understand it so I would say 2003 was my first Carolina Clemson game and obviously for me some of the memories that stick out obviously the brawl in 2004 I was not there at the game but watching that was insane um you know, my first – I will say one of my best memories, some of the best memories from Carolina Clemson, 2006, sitting in the garage like we always did watching it with my grandfather, watching Jad Dean miss wide left was just a magical, magical, magical day. Um, got to watch 2009 with him as well, 2010 with him. Um, so let's see, 2011, I think I watched it with him as well. I'm pretty – yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, watched a lot of them, really. Watched almost all of them. Um Got to go. Um, my first so here's a funny memory. My first ever Carolina Clemson game in person was 2008 in Clemson. If you those of you that remember, 2008 in Clemson, rainy, misty, freezing cold. Chris Smelly plays terrible. They beat us a miserable, miserable day up in Clemson. Um, so that was my first actual experience in person experience with the South Carolina Clemson rivalry. Um, it's funny, the one after that was probably one of my best memories as a football fan ever, especially a South Carolina football fan. Um, but I was able to go 2013, which was my first year ever having season tickets. I went to South Carolina Clemson and Williams-Brice. You guys remember that one? The, uh, 
the pass from Farrah Cooper to Brandon Wiles to seal it. Probably, probably still to this day, one of my favorite plays as a South Carolina fan again, being in that stadium. That was probably the loudest that I have ever heard Wiggins Bryce, um, Cooper to Wilds on that touchdown pass and run. But uh, no, that, that, you know, that was a great one. It's funny, you know, growing up, um, I was someone who was surrounded by Clemson fans. Like I, most of my friends in high school were Clemson fans um, for whatever reason. Like you, you think of what I'm doing now and you just fathom to yourself, like how could that even be possible? And obviously, you know, it's funny, after high school, that friendship really – went away because when you're going to South Carolina games and they're going to Clemson games, it's like, it's, it's just not, you know, it's just not, it's not really possible to stay friends, especially when you go to different colleges, stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, that's, that's who I was surrounded with in high school. Like my best friends were Clemson fans. I mean, you can imagine the constant, the constant bickering back and forth. Like the hatred was real. I mean, and it still is real, obviously, but the hatred was, uh, the hatred was real. I mean, it just, it was, it, it was deep. Like it was very personal and it's very personal for me to this day, obviously. I mean, it would just, and that's where it all kind of started and it cultivated where that hate cultivated from was just having your buddies constantly rip into you week after week, day after day, minute after minute. I mean, I remember, I remember playing NCAA football with one of my really, really good friends in high school. And like we would play South Carolina Clemson and like, that was serious. Like we really hated each other at that moment. Like, we really, really hated each other. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was – it's crazy, like, how competitive and how personal. I know a lot of you guys as well probably, you know, you have split families or you have, you know, uh, maybe your spouse is the other, you know, Clemson fan or, um, you know, your friends, obviously, like, whatever it is. And, like, I think that's what makes the rivalry and really any rivalry, but especially this rivalry so damn great is that it really splits up the entire state. Like, in this state, you are either purple and orange or you are garnet and black, and there is no in-between there. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy with me. I don't necessarily say that I have like a split family, you know, like when I go home for Thanksgiving, it's not like half the tables, Clemson, half the tables, Carolina, but every now and then with my family, um, there are people that, you know, obviously my, my brother went to Clemson, um, studied engineering. Thank God. He's not like a diehard football fan, which makes it like, we don't talk smack back and forth about football. Thank God, because that would be very tough for me to deal with. Uh, my sister graduated from USC in May. So Obviously, you have those those alum roots there. My dad uh, went to USC Aiken, granted not USC, but when he actually went to USC Aiken and played golf. Um, but he's a big Gamecock fan. My mom is kind of indifferent, does not really care about football, to be honest with you guys. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, my aunt went to Clemson, was a graduate. My cousin, she is a huge Clemson fan. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny, and a lot of people don't, don't know this, and I'll tell you guys this. My, uh, my grandfather, actually, the one that made me a South Carolina fan to begin with, Clemson graduate, <laughs> graduated Clemson class in 1961. Um, he went to Clemson. I'll tell this story really quickly since I brought it up, but I think a lot, I, I think I did, I, I did a YouTube piece of content on this last year. I may revisit this this year as well, but I think a lot of people don't know. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Um, my grandfather graduated from Clemson in 1961, um, was a Clemson fan, was at the national championship game in 81, worked in construction. And basically a long story short, you know, he was a huge fan when Danny Ford was there. And he told me basically the story was he was on campus doing some project, uh, construction project, whatever. And uh, the day that Danny Ford got fired, you know, they were all bad mouthing and bashing him. The Clemson fans are bashing him. And at least from what he told me, he basically said that he did not want to be affiliated with a bunch of dumbasses that would like throw away their head coach. And I remember he told me this story really vividly. 
you know, mid 2000s. And this is when South Carolina had just gotten Steve Spurrier. And he basically told me, he's like, son, imagine, imagine it in South Carolina terms. Like we hire Steve Spurrier. He takes us to a national title, takes us to unparalleled heights. And then we throw him away because we don't like, you know, maybe the way he talks crap off the field. Um, or we don't like him as a person. Now, obviously he didn't mention to me. There was a lot of other crap going on with Danny Ford, which I don't know if my grandfather just did not want to acknowledge that or kind of what the deal was, but, uh, that was it. So he converted. He was a South Carolina fan from 1990 on, which um, you probably are asking yourself, how could you ever do that? Well, my grandfather was from Raleigh, North Carolina, or just from North Carolina, Asheville, actually, Asheville. So he, he was not – he was not born and raised at Clemson. He, got, he went there and got a degree. It was not like a deep-rooted thing with him. He just pulled for him because he was an alum. Um, but, but, I mean, it's kind of crazy just how that all unfolds and how everything happens for a reason and look where we are today. It's like I wouldn't be a Gamecock fan if it weren't for him. Um, and now I have a Gamecock show. So the irony there is funny. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, and he hated Clemson. He hated him. He hated him. Hated the people, the team, the colors, everything. He hated him. I mean, it's really where my hate form came from, to be honest with you. Like he hated Clemson with a burning passion. Um, so yeah, no, for me though, my favorite memory is probably gotta be 2013 being there in the stadium. I mean, obviously the fifth in a row, um, I just, I remember leaving the stadium that night, 2013, thinking to myself, we're never going to lose these guys again. <laughs> like, I mean, I really left that night thinking to myself, like that was probably the peak of my South Carolina fandom, was walking out of that stadium after winning a fifth time in a row against Clemson. I mean, you just I was, I was on cloud nine. Like you, you couldn't touch me at that point. So, yeah, I mean, really, really interesting stuff. I mean, the rivalry, the rivalry to me, and I've already been talking about it kind of, but it's just so deep for me. Like, it's so personal. Again, it's, it's only, you know, obviously I, I don't have – I'm lucky these days where like, you know, and I guess this is kind of on purpose, but like I, I don't have Clemson friends. I really don't. Like, it'd be kind of hard. I mean, I, you know, there are people that, you know, I'm friends with in passing that are Clemson fans, but like my best friend is a Gamecock season ticket holder. Like, my, my, my best friends are Gamecocks fans, right? Um, so I'm lucky in that sense. And obviously I don't go to work and see Clemson fans and stuff like that, but, um, it's very personal for me. It's very, very personal. Um, I I hate them. I I really, really do. Uh, like I said, all my friends growing up were Clemson fans and I obviously I was surrounded by them in college. And, you know, even when I lived in Charlotte, I mean, just kind of in passing people you work with and you affiliate with and you associate with, you know, they, they may have gone to Clemson or, you know, be Clemson fans or whatever. And it's, it's, it's personal. I mean, this rivalry is no joke. It, it, It is, it is it is deep with hatred. I mean, it really, really is. Like, the two sides really don't like each other. And, I mean, it, you, you take away, I mean, the fact that Clemson's won five in a row or when we won five in a row, like, they just – the two teams hate each other no matter what. The, the fan bases hate each other. But I think it's a good – it's like a good hate almost. Like, th- th- that's what makes this rivalry so great. Um, what makes it so, 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 so great. So – I'm, ex- you know, again, we're going to talk about the game later in the week. We all know that the the prospects are not great for South Carolina in this one, but I'm still excited for the week because it's an opportunity to talk shit on Clemson. It's an opportunity to poke fun at their fans. It's an opportunity to relive some of the best memories, and it's an opportunity to, you know, think about, you know, I think some of the best memories probably comes with, you know, loved ones or people that you you know and care about and, you know, having those moments with those people. I think it's really, really cool. And obviously sports just provides us with that platform in general, but it's just really cool to relive that and talk about it and um, reflect on it. So I'm going to read off some of your responses. I've been talking too much. going to talk about your responses because I posed the question on social media. What's your favorite story from Carolina Clemson? Best joke, 
favorite memory, whatever it may be. Um, and you guys had a lot of different responses. I'm going to read these off really quickly. Um, let's see. Uh, Smokey Price on Twitter says, my favorite was Tannehill's freshman year, sitting in the rain at Death Valley. He's stomping on the Tiger Paw. They were selling shirts that said Death Valley. Howard built it, Ford filled it, Hatfield killed it. Yeah, that, that, that Steve Tannehill year is going up to Clemson and beating them. I, obviously, I you know, did not remember that at all. I mean, I was a little child, but I have to imagine those were some of the best football memories for a lot of people. Uh, the 2006 miss, Michael Cooper says the 2006 miss was one of the greatest moments for me as a fan. That and the 2012 Dylan Thompson third down run that set up the game. Ceiling touchdown pass to Ace Sanders. I mean, what a, what a great memory that was as well. The 2012 game, you're playing with your backup quarterback, your backup running back. You find a way to win the football game. And, again, that was another night where you just felt like these guys just can't beat us. Like, these – Clemson just can't. We're in their heads at this point. Um, but, the, yeah, the 06 miss is very – that was my first – so, yeah, I mean, I should say that was my first time seeing South Carolina get a win over Clemson in the rivalry. Because you think my first one I remember vividly was 03. We lost 03, 04, 05. Got a win in 06 to beat those guys. So sweet. So sweet. Uh, Bill Crenshaw says, 1984, Mike Holt shook the ball at Refrigerator Perry to end the game. Hold that, Tiger. Obviously, it's one of the, the most vivid memories in this rivalry, one of the most vivid images. Um, Mike Waga says, DJ Swearinger hit on Andre Ellington. Beauty. That, that's, a, that's a beautiful one. That's a great memory as well. Um, Lord Cornwall, when Taj Boyd was absolutely scared, poopless of our completely stacked defensive line. Yeah, those were some fun games. <laughs> Those were some fun games. Uh, Ralph Westpaw, 2009 to 2013, we had five years in a row of owning Tiger High. Yeah, great five, great five-year run. Um, great, great run. Great, great run. Let's see. Uh, Scott Depus or Scott Depus says 1984. Jeremy Baldwin probably 06. I was in the fifth grade and actually could comprehend what beating them felt like to win that way. To win the way that we did, just put the icing on the cake. We ran outside and jumped in our pool, a win over Clemson tradition. I like that. That's, that's a very, very cool tradition there. Um, let's see. Get these responses here from Facebook. We'll get a couple of these. Lee Foster says, I have two favorite memories, Tannehill or Brad Edwards. The Brad Edwards pick in 87, um, big time, which I would assume South Carolina is probably going to wear those same exact uniforms in this game. So kind of an interesting thing there as well. Uh, Russell Ruff says, by far my favorite memory was sitting in Memorial Stadium in 92 and watching Tannehill thoroughly piss off every Clemson fan in attendance. Favorite joke, though, really not a joke, is I'd rather have a sister in a whorehouse than have a brother at Clemson. <laughs> I like that one. That's funny. Uh, Jason Jolly, here's his joke. Why did Clemson settle on orange as their school color? Answer, because they can wear it on Saturday for the game, Sunday to go hunting, and Monday through Friday to pick up trash on the side of the road. Very good. I, I like that one. Um, Karen Elizabeth McAmey says, don't remember the year, but I was in Clemson for the game. We scored a touchdown in the final seconds. And the extra point to put us up by one was missed, but Clemson had 12 players on the field. Second try was good, and we won. The, the, the uh, joke is, how do you get a Clemson graduate off your porch? Pay them for the pizza. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Dovey Yon says, we beat Clemson at home on my birthday. It was, a fabu it was fabulous. This week is my birthday, and we're playing them at home, sending positive thoughts to my team with wishes for a victory Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, Matt Renfro, Perry Orth nailing a Clemson assistant with a football and pregame warm-ups for the 2015 matchup. I did not see that or know that that happened, but that is funny. Now, Perry – Perry is – that's definitely something Perry would do. Uh, Jeremy Evett, the year Thompson had to play because Shaw was hurt and the crowd was singing We Too Deep over and over and Spurrier gutted them on a third night team with a quarterback draw. I have never seen or felt a crowd deflate so quickly. One of my favorite play calls during his tenure in Columbia, 
three plays later, uh, Thompson hit Ellington for the touchdown. Yeah, that, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. Um, let's see. Let's see here. Um, Tom Holmes says, being at Clemson after we won, and Steve signed his name on the Tiger Paul in 1987 also when uh, – there when Brad Edwards intercepts for a pick six. Yeah, those are, again, those are two fantastic memories. Kyle Johnson, the six orange turnovers of 2013. Um, John Phillip Prickett, Clowney vowed to never lose to Clemson. That reigned true, yeah, for sure. There's, there's been a lot of those times in this rivalry where one guy comes in and says, like, I'll never lose to Clemson or I'm going to beat their ass or whatever it may be. Um, that was a cool one, though. And Clowney says, I'm never going to lose these guys. And he, he kept good on his promise. That 2012 game when he had, what, four and a half sacks. And he still owns the Death Valley record for sacks in a game at Death Valley. Um, Bonnie Richardson Glenn, that's the last one here from Facebook. Got to be the Sigma New Caper of 1961. I was taught the story from my dad who was present at the game. I'm even more proud now that my younger son is an Ian at USC. I'll find a written copy. It is a classic. Um, yeah, no, so really, really good stuff in that one. That, 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 is, that is very, very funny. Um, that, that, that is a very funny story. If you have, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but if you haven't done so, check that out, the 1961 uh, Sigma New Caper. Check that out. That is very, very funny stuff. Um, all right, shorting these up, finishing them up from Instagram here. Uh, that Bolton boy says, some people like white meat, some people like dark meat, but everybody hates Clemson. I could not agree more. Um, McKay Lottie says, Cluck Fimson. <laughs> Andrew underscore the underscore textbook. What is the closest they can make it against Clemson? Uh, we'll talk about that later in the week. We'll do listener questions. I'll, I'll talk about that later in the week, obviously, on Thursday's show. But, uh, but yeah, should be interesting. Um, Adam H.B. Murphy, Rednecks wear orange in the fall. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, this one's funny here. Jesse M. 2005, let your kids believe in Santa. After all, Clemson believes in rubbing a rock. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, let's see. And then we'll close it out with your boy Wesley. Clemson sucks. Clemson sucks. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. So, some really, really good stuff. Again, a lot of, a lot of good memories, a lot of good jokes as well. I appreciate that, guys. But very excited. Again, welcome to Rivalry Week. Let me be the first one to say to you, we are finally here. Carolina Clemson, it is going down going to be a ton more South Carolina Clemson content so stay tuned for that um all right going to talk about Gamecocks basketball really really quickly I know I gave my initial thoughts on Friday like I always do but want to just touch on that game really fast before we get into that want to talk with my friends over at my bookie guys it's Thanksgiving week it is finally here during this week my bookie's offering a risk-free bet on the Bears Lions game simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250 and if you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. You've got Black Friday money, Christmas money, Cyber Monday money, whatever it may be. Congrats. If you lose, congrats to you as well. Guess what? My bookie's going to give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Guys, do you ever find yourself watching sports, wanting the sports bet, but you have a lot of questions? Maybe you're fit, you feel that you could win a lot of money, you'd be really, really good at it, but you just don't know how to get started. Don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process, and the best part is if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to mybookie.ag, and it's mybookie.ag, and make your first deposit with promo code GAMECOCKS, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And, guys, that is on top of the risk-free bet. 
So let me repeat that. That's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Guys, make sure to do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. And guys, remember with my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's talk South Carolina Gardner-Webb. Gamecocks get the win on Friday, move to 4-1 and one overall, bounce back from that tough loss to Boston University. 74-69, the final for the Gamecocks. Again, really, really briefly touching on it because I talked about it on Friday after the game. I gave my initial thoughts. Um, very interesting game. You know, South Carolina up by three at halftime, eventually pulls away to get the five-point win. You know, just speaking on the positives, you know, really proud of the way South Carolina battled, fought back. You know, obviously, again, coming off that disappointing loss to Boston University and Gardner-Webb, a team that, you know, I kind of ripped on them Friday after the game. I, listen, I did not think they were very good. I mean, the reality is this. Gardner-Webb is 0-5. They lost to Wichita State before they played South Carolina by, like, 22 points. I thought this was a game that South Carolina – and South Carolina was a 15-point favorite. Uh, I thought South Carolina probably should have won by more. But either way, to come out, to be resilient, to fight, to fight through some adversity and get the win, that's really all that matters in non-conference is winning, just getting the win. So South Carolina able to do that. Again, moved to 4-1. and one. Um, I thought the guard play was much, much better on Friday night. I still think the Gamecocks need to be better. I think they need to be better top to bottom. I think they need to be better offensively, defensively. Everything. They need to be better all over the floor. I thought, again, Mike Coatsar, uh, 11 points uh, for him. Six rebounds for him, two assists. I, he just – you know, he's not perfect. Mike Coatsar is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Could he be better? Sure. But he looks like a senior. Like, he truly looks like a senior leader. I know this is a team right now, Frank Martin's mentioned, and I agree with him, that's still kind of looking for those leaders to step up on this team. Um, but I think Mike is certainly doing that with his play on the floor. Like, I think Mike is a guy – who plays? Who is playing the game of basketball the right way right now? And he is leading by example. And I think that's something extremely valuable to have for these Gamecock, Gamecock players and Gamecock team as you go throughout this season is to have a guy like Mike Coatsar you can lean on when things get tough, who has been to the fire, can kind of lead these young guys along. Um, like I said, I thought the guard play was a lot better. I mean, you had A.J. Lawson and Jermaine Kuznar leading the way with 16 points apiece. Really, really good to see Jermaine Kuznar get his stroke back. Uh, two for four from the three-point line, four for four free throws, five of 14 from the field. But again, 16 points for him, six assists overall. You will take that every single night from Mr. Kuznar. A.J. Lawson, ho-hum, doing what he does best, 16 points as well. Jair Bolden with 10 points. Uh, Alonzo Frank also down, the, down, down low added 10 points. Um, but again, you know, the, really the biggest takeaway from this game, again, I think South Carolina's got to get better. No question, they've got to get better. We're only five games of the season. No doubt about that. This was the first time, though, I will say this, because I did not think this against Boston. I know some people had different opinions, but I thought South Carolina against Boston came out fired up, ready to play. Like, I don't think there was any, you know, I don't think they came out sluggish or, you know, that was a reason they lost. I thought that against Gardner-Webb. I, I did not think we came out as fired up and as, like, amped up to play as I would have liked to have seen. I did not think we had that intensity. And the way that – the reason that I really feel that is because – I mean, you could tell when this team locked in. You know, you look at the last minute of the first half. I think Gamecocks going a 7 nothing run. And just because they were laser-focused. They were locked in. They looked like a different team. You know, other parts of the game, South Carolina looked very lethargic and just sort of half wanted to be there. And you know what I'm saying? So, this is a young team. The inconsistencies are going to happen. You know, you're going to have off nights. When you can have an off night, quote-unquote, and still win the game, that is a big plus. 
But you want to continue to see this South Carolina team improve. And again, like I said after Gardner-Webb, and I'll say it again, or after Boston, and I'll say it again after Gardner-Webb. This is the team that there's potential down low. Like I said, Mike Coatsar has done some nice, nice things. I think Alonzo Frank's a nice player, continues to develop. Um, the, the tandem of Levick and McCreary, I thought, had a rough night. Only six points combined from those two guys. Um, so, and only six rebounds from those two guys, too. You know, I, I thought that those guys had kind of their, their most rough night that I've seen in South Carolina basketball uniforms. But overall, you want to continue to get better. But this team needs to get better top to bottom. Again, give them credit. Uh, I thought in a really tough, hard-fought game where you really – you easily could have lost this basketball game. There's no question you could have lost this basketball game. I mean, Gardner-Webb late took the lead. So, again, kudos to South Carolina for having that resiliency, for fighting back, to being able to pull out the win because, you know, a win like this isn't necessarily a huge resume booster, but a loss here would have really, really hurt for this season. I mean, because, again, we talked about after you lost to Boston that – these are the types of wins and losses that the, the committee is going to look at when you're trying to make the tournament. So to get the win is great. Obviously, coming up this week, you play Wichita State and then either West Virginia or Northern Illinois in the Cancun Challenge. The team is in Cancun right now. Those games are happening on Tuesday and Wednesday. You'd love to go 2-0 and there. Um, and then you got on Sunday, you play George Washington back at Colonial Life Arena. Um, but you'd love to go 2-0 and in the middle of the week for sure, continue to go throughout this Cancun Challenge. But again, you know, I thought South Carolina overall – there were some positives to take away. The biggest positives on the scoreboard where you get the win, but no doubt there's a lot to work on. I thought Frank Martin was going to blow a freaking gasket while I was sitting in Colonial Life Arena. The, the look on his face was incredible. I mean, it was, it was just wild. Um, but, again, I think overall this is a team kind of similar to what we've been saying before. They have some pieces. They have some potential. Just got to be better. Just got to be better in all phases, all aspects. The biggest thing I want to see, though, is – Maybe a guy like Mike Coatsar take a more involved leadership role. Maybe a guy like Mike Coatsar lead a little bit more um, because he is a veteran guy. He is a guy that has a high motor and I think is doing a good job with that. But, you know, I'd like to see this team come out a little bit more inspired, amped up, ready to go from the opening tip um, because I think situations like we saw on Friday night maybe don't happen because um, I think South Carolina is still – I think they're a better team than just five points better than Gardner-Webb. I do. I think they're, I think they're better than that. Um, so again, Gamecocks get the win though. That's what's important. They get to four and one overall taking on Wichita state and either West, either West Virginia or Northern Illinois on Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively of this week in the Cancun challenge. Very, very excited for that. And very excited to cover that for you guys. Um, before we wrap up the show, a couple of news and notes. We knew the spread was going to be huge. It officially came out Sunday. Gamecocks open as a 26 point underdog to the Clemson Tigers. A huge spread. Um, again, we sort of all expected it, but that is the line. Gamecocks are a 26-point underdog over under set at 49-and-a-half. Um, one other news and note really quickly. Tiger Burn tonight. Um, Green Street Fields, I think it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Go, check, go take a look. It's on social media. But the Spurs Up show will be at Tiger Burn. So if you're out and about, say hello. Say what's up. Very, very excited to take in Tiger Burn. Obviously, a great rivalry week tradition. Um, but very, very excited to get out to Tiger Burn as well. Also want to give two quick shout outs, women's soccer. Congratulations to women's soccer and uh, uh, advancing to the elite eight. They beat Kansas two to nothing at stone stadium. Very, very excited for those guys. Not hundred percent sure when the next game is, but Gamecocks women's soccer is going to the elite eight. So good stuff, ladies. Very good stuff. Uh, women's basketball. Also give them a clap as well. Goes up to Clemson on Sunday afternoon and beats the living hell out of Clemson, 84-48, to 48, so a fantastic start to rivalry week for South Carolina, beating the breaks off of Clemson again, 84-48. to 48. 
was the final and that's one, that one. Also, shout out to the fans that went up to that one. Obviously, I wasn't there, but I saw a lot of pictures on social media, and it looks like it looked like South Carolina fans just took over Little John. So, to those Gamecock fans that went up there, supported the Lady Gamecocks, kudos to you. That is awesome. That's why we have the best fans in the entire country. Uh, really, really great stuff to see. All right. That's going to do it for me. Again, a ton of content coming this week for South Carolina Clemson. Stay tuned to that. Stay tuned to us on social media. Um, obviously, going to be updating you guys on everything. Uh, that's going to be coming out again. It's going to be a very, very fun week. I'm very, very excited and appreciate you guys tuning in. Before I let you go, really quickly, the game obviously Saturday, Williams-Brice Stadium. If you need your tickets to South Carolina Clemson, listen, you can do whatever you want with your money, with your time, whatever. You don't have to go to the game. Completely fine. Not going to judge anybody who doesn't. But if you have the ability to go, and if you want to go, I'm, I'm obviously, you know what I'm about to give you? I've got to give you 20 bucks to go towards going. But let's not let Clemson fans take over our stadium. Like, if nothing else, let's paint williams Rice garnet and black the way it always should be. Um, like I said, you can get money off your tickets. Go download SeatGeek or to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. So, guys, count a Clemson game. Right now, I was looking on SeatGeek. I think the tickets are like 78 bucks or 80 bucks. You can get your ticket to this game for $60. Like, that's not that bad. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty damn cheap when you're thinking of South Carolina Clemson and how expensive these tickets really could be. Um, so, if you need your tickets, go to SeatGeek. Use promo code SPURSUP. If you need tickets to South Carolina basketball as well, they got those. Professional, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, concerts, comedy club events does not have to be sports. But, again, I implore you, why not use a Gamecock promo code and save money to go to a Gamecock sporting event, especially Carolina Clemson. They've got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting as well. So, I mean, when you're buying tickets to this game, you're going to know off the jump, like, is this a good deal? Is this a good seat? Like, how do I feel about where I'm sitting? Like, you're going to have that peace of mind because you're going to know you're getting the best bang for your buck and you're going to be saving money. So it's a win-win for everyone. Again, come watch the Gamecocks on Saturday. Come out to Colonial Life Arena or whatever else you need your tickets to. Download SeatGeek or to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, I'm Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show. Really, really do appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.